Hello and you're listening to FPCast, the podcast for frivolous pursuits where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I'm Luke. And I'm Jacinta. And this week we're talking about... Just one ghost. Yeah. 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 You reckon you stole the show? I think you did. Like, I read a lot of reviews prior to uh, Captain Marvel, obviously what we're talking about, that saying that the cat stole the show. And I was like, mm, okay then. Because uh, I know what the internet's like. The internet is a very cat-focused place. What? Um, yeah, I know. I know. It, uh, breaking news, the internet likes cats. But uh, no, I think I think he was he was a fun bit of the movie. And uh, they're going to get a double dose of merchandising with him as well, which is all I'll mm. say with that, in the mm. same way that they uh, did with Groot uh, yes. with that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yes, they were. There was, here's all your Groot stuff, and then there yeah. was like, here's your alternate other Groot stuff. Because they've started, you know, they've released all the pop vinyls and stuff for the movie, and they have one goose... And he's flocked, and I hate flocked pop vinyls. And I was like, why have they? They've only released one version of this cat. Surely there's got to be, you know, there's a market surely for these cat pop vinyls. And then you see the movie, and you go, okay, I understand now. Yeah. 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 Been cryptic about a cat. Uh, Captain <laughs> Marvel is the film that we saw. We were very lucky to see it a couple of days early. And uh, have been uh, thinking about it a lot, a lot of talk about it. So mm. because of that, we'll be doing a two-tier review today. We'll be doing a non-spoiler review for those who haven't seen it. And then at the very end of the show, we'll do a spoiler review and uh, dig a bit deeper for those who have seen it. So um, a few thoughts on that. That'll be the main focus of today's show. We've also got our What to Watch challenge in between, a little bit of news, a trailer... And I uh, also uh, wanted to briefly chat about the Michael Jackson documentary, Leaving mm. Neverland, mm. which is a um, horrible bit of heaviness right in the middle of some uh, fun, uplifting female superheroics. Mm. Right on, uh, was it International Women's Day weekend? Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, news-wise, I guess the Game of Thrones trailer final season trailer mm. dropping has probably been the biggest pop culture thing of the yeah, week. Yeah, I, I think so. I only just watched it a, a minute ago. Um, I didn't watch it when it first came out. Only because, like, I'm there. I've got yeah, to watch I, it. I don't need to be sold on watching the final season of Game of Thrones. And then yeah. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, so, yep, there's going to be battles and dragons. Yep. And, uh, what a shock. Kind of expected that. Uh, you know, obvious good thing being that uh, it looks large scale. It looks like a movie mm. and um, it's a nice way to, to finish things off. But mm. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be difficult for the series to really surprise us in this final season. Yeah, well, it's trying to... Uh throw a lot of diverse bait out there because they had in the last week they released the series of um, posters which is basically every character that's left sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah. Hot pie on the Iron Throne. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a crown made out of bread dough. Yes. Well, I think, I'm pretty sure they had Samuel Tarly sitting on the fucking Iron Throne so hot pie is not that far out of the equation um, which I enjoyed because it's about the only chance that I'll ever get to see uh, my boy Jorah sitting on the Iron Throne. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're suggesting that anything could happen. It's a very difficult thing to balance, though, isn't it? Because if you took a really 
severe left turn right at the end. It's like, well, why did we build up all this exposition and put all these pieces in place if we were going to just suddenly introduce a whole new thing right at the end? I I reckon it's Gendry, and they've just left him out the last two seasons so people forget about him, and then when he comes back in, they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I did notice he was in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's a possibility. Mm. Would you think that maybe... uh, Well, I mean, obviously Daenerys and Jon are going to have the most power sort of going forward. Mm. So do you reckon they might defer it to somebody else? You're the rightful one. We're not going to do it because we're going to go out and unite more people and free more slaves and explore the lands and maybe pop up in a sequel later on. Well, I don't know. I feel like Jon would be happy to go, yeah, you take it. But then Daenerys is like, I've worked my entire life to get here. I don't think I really want to hand this over to some rando. I don't know. She wants to sit in the throne now that she's, like, travelled around freeing slaves. Like, I think she might realise that her power is more important to go around and continue to do that, presuming mm. there's more land that we haven't seen. Mm. You've got dragons, you've, you've got armies, you've freed slaves from, you know, you came from uh, nothing. Like, go out and continue to build. Mm. Maybe they just form, like, a superpower democracy. I think and they're and they're all they're like there's multiples there's like a whole bunch of them about around a big round table making decisions. I think the trickiest thing is how do you make it feel like an ending and not just another chapter. Mm. Like I guess you have to definitively kind of get rid of the White Walkers if because the very first pre-credit scene in the mm. first series is about the White Walkers, mm. so you have to get rid of them. You have to put someone on the throne, and then. Either people have to die or they have to go off into the sunset, mm. basically. So I reckon that um, Bran is going to walk that new dragon, the ice dragon. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, that'll yeah. be the downfall. I'm sure Arya will manage to... Like, everyone will use their powers that mm. they've spent the seasons getting yeah. in order to form a combo, which will take everybody down. And I reckon um, John will ride the dragon and then Daenerys will be like, hang on, aren't only, like, people of my bloodline supposed to be able to ride the dragon? And then she'll work out that she fucked her nephew. Yes. Yeah. And then they'll have to do it like a a blood, like, Qui-Gon will have to do a blood sample and (laughs) look at their midichlorians Mm. and be like, and um, Bran will be, but not even musty, Yoda has... Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Memories. That's gonna be cool. Oh, it's a thing. Mm. Oh, looking forward to it. April's uh, gonna be, you know, obviously April's all shaping up towards Endgame, but uh, yeah. then some Game of Thrones to tide us over. Yes, very, very exciting. I'm, I'm, uh, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to both equally. I think. If you're a relatively newcomer to the show, uh, perhaps you've started listening because of Dungeons and Drongos. When Game of Thrones is on, we do tend to do a fuck yeah Game of Thrones segment. The very last year of fuck yeah Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Until they do another series. Well, the prequel series is going into production this year, yeah. so there's a chance that there won't even be a gap. Mm. That we'll be straight into Naomi Watts' Fuck Yeah Game of Thrones next year, mm. year the, the prequel. So, yeah, uh, look out for that. That'll be something that'll happen at the end of each episode. We'll be discussing the current uh, episode, Game of Thrones. Um, Maleficent 2. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Uh, that's... We knew what was going to happen, but I don't think anybody realised, just because Disney's already got this huge slate of movies this year, that it was going to be coming out this October. But uh, it is. That's something else we're getting this year. I saw a a poster crop up on on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere, and I thought, oh, it's just like some fan poster or something. And then I saw the news on on websites, and I was like, oh, shit, that's... um 
Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I saw El Fanning posted the poster was mm. where I saw it on Instagram. So I was like, oh, okay. well, that's legit. Mm. Unless yeah, she's fannying around. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine a huge amount of people saw the original and certainly not at the cinemas. Well, but they must have to be getting a sequel, surely. Oh, maybe. I'd, uh, Cause, I'd, cause I don't know. Unless, unless it got a... Um, you know, a boost in streaming or something like that. Because we, we saw it at the cinema thinking that it was going to be horrible. Like, this was going to be dirge that we had to get through. And I, I personally quite liked it. Yeah, I did as well, actually. Um, it's got some really nice moments and some nice surprises. With, mm. uh, I mean, don't see Angelina Jolie in much these days, but uh, she's perfectly cast for that. Mm. And um, I really enjoyed Shalto Copley. Mm as the bad guy and there's some like pretty cool moments in there i think i maybe saw it a second time and and some of the charm had uh kind of drifted you know it was a sort of segment through the middle where i was like "Eh." but uh overall Hmm. yeah it It was it was it wasn't bad it was much better than i think a lot of people were expecting so i'm i'm looking forward to a second one again i probably don't have hugely high hopes um but you know uh, the other thing is it, it didn't really come out at a time when um, its themes are probably more relevant than they've ever been. Mm. So maybe it's interesting to see what they can do with it now. Yeah, because there was and a... how they can advance There that. was a hell of a uh, rape allegory in that first one that uh, was quite surprising. They kind of went down that, uh, that track. And went I, down I, a rape hole. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have phrased it quite like that, but yes, yeah. yes, sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's something else to uh, look forward to. And one of those, I'll believe it when I see it in movies. You know, when you hear something's happening and you go, oh, yeah, pull the other one, it's got bells on, mate. Mm. You know, I'll, when, when I actually see some footage of it, I'll believe that you're actually going to make this thing. But the Jared uh, Leto Morbius, the living vampire movie, uh, we got a picture of him um, obscured by uh, a slate. Mm on set uh filming this thing so which is I guess, lucky because obviously you know he's, he's going to be visually so powerful that we're just not ready for it yet that's right yeah that's right he i'm he's surely lost himself in the role <laughs> drinking the blood of at least rats and cats yeah. uh throughout filming yeah. getting authentically pale and um i'm just curious as to what he's uh, sending out to his fellow cast members mm. on this one uh his own blood uh, I don't know. I actually had a conversation. I don't want to steal um, Zach's thunder, but mm-hmm. uh, last night, uh, having uh, dinner and drinks with uh, Zach and Paris, among others, mm-hmm. and uh, Zach asked who would win in a fight, uh, Dracula or Jesus. Now, I, I instantly know what I think, but I won't bloody the waters. You, uh, What do you think? Well, Dracula, because he has, like, supernatural powers and Jesus... Doesn't do anything. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I think Jesus, by how, far. How? Well, okay, one. Like, look, there needs to be some details here. But um, Dracula feeds on blood. Yeah. In communion, the wine is Jesus' blood. Mm-hmm. So it stands to reason that Jesus can turn his blood into wine, which is going to really fuck with Dracula. Uh, so at the most, you can, like, starve him to death. But we'll get him, like, really drunk and susceptible. Uh, Dracula does not like crosses. They freak him out. If Jesus is attached to a cross, he won't even be, like, be able to get near him. Mm-hmm. And what if Jesus, like, is attached to the cross, weakens Dracula, and then rips his arms free of the cross, and he's still got, like, bits of wood nailed to his hands, and then he just, like, goes, and, like, um, stabs him in the chest. 
Okay, but if or Jesus... Or kicks him off on his feet, because he's got splinters of wood on his feet. Okay, but if Jesus is walking down the street and Dracula grabs him and bites him in the jugular and he bleeds out and he dies... No, because it's wine. he's dead. It's just wine. No, no, but he's biting him, creating a wound, but which then create... bleeds out. He doesn't need to drink the blood. He's he can... creating the wound that is going to bleed him out and kill him. But he can create something. Yeah, but he'll be back three days later. But no, he won't, because he's just a person. No, he came back three days later. No, did he, though? Yeah. Did do you, he? Do you eat Easter eggs? Chocolate yeah, rabbits? I, I like chocolate. Yeah, well, that's because three days later, pal. Yeah, but I celebrate Christmas, and I don't believe Jesus was born on the 25th of yeah. December, so, you know. Yeah, but Jesus also, like, Dracula can't go out in the sun. Jesus, like, hangs nailed to a piece of wood in the hot sun, and he, like, he, okay. can, he can handle that. Well, then Dracula's going to kill Jesus at night. Like, it's not difficult. Jesus can, like, hide in a cave for three... He can do anything. Okay, well, the cave's dark. Dracula can go in there and kill him in the what dark. What if Jesus just turns into ghost form when Dracula bites he him? He can't. Yeah, it's because he's the son no, and the father not. and the Holy Ghost. What no. if he strikes him with a bolt of lightning? Because he's also God. Jesus ain't shit. And he's everywhere at once. No, he's not. He is. Jesus is not. Okay, let us know on the Facebook discussion page. <laughs> this what, is not even a discussion. It is Dracula, one hundred percent. Jesus. Look, I'd rather hang out with Dracula than Jesus, but I'm saying. In the, well, no. See, I have no issue with Jesus. I have issue with Jesus's fandom. Why? Fat Dracula's fandom's not that great. Oh, but I feel like. Dracula has so many different incarnations that there are different facets of yeah. of uh, Dracula's fandom. You like know, you want to hang out with some Anne Rice fans? No, I'll hang out with like uh, Luke Evans playing Dracula in Dracula Untold. <laughs> My favourite uh, vampire movie. Suzanne bought that in a Blu-ray sales. Never watched it, but I'm just like, what are you doing? I bought it the week it came out. Yeah, I'd lo- you I understand. <laughs> I love that movie. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> the bit where the wife falls from the tower and takes six minutes to get to the ground. <laughs> it's my favourite. Anyway, anyway. Um, Morbius is a Spider-Man villain who is a vampire. I guess they're like trying to pull the venom thing. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it's a formula that works. If you want to explore Spider-Man villains, explore them in Spider-Man. Uh. I'm not saying, like, a vampire on the surface sounds silly, but so does a talking raccoon and all that other shit that mm. Marvel's done. You know, I, I, there's always a way to do it. But um, do I need to see a whole movie with, like, what, what's the enemy going to be? Or what's the antagonist going to be? Luke, it's going to be himself. Oh, like, I just don't fucking even know, but we'll find <laughs> out. And I uh, can't wait. So, uh, shall we talk about Captain Marvel, the, our first non-spoiler attack? Yes. Alright. Um, no, I have to say, the last couple of days when I've been, you know, engaging about this movie online, there's nothing you can really be like, oh, my favourite bit was, oh, I can't say that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I really well, like where they, oh, I can't say that either. I, th- I think that's a fair call because the reviews have been pretty mixed mm. from what I can gather. A lot of people saying it's good but not great. I did feel that at times mm. during the movie. There are so many parts of it, whether they're just really nice little parts of energy or humour or music Mm. or things that fill in gaps, even if they're small, like in the greater MCU. For example, Mm. we all know we're going to find out, or we we expected to find out how Fury loses his eye because Mm. of the fact that he has two eyes in the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so just all those little bits and pieces that kind of mm. add up. And then also the after credit scenes. Yeah. It becomes a package that 
I very much enjoyed seeing yeah. and like Suzanne didn't see it because we went to the preview mm. um, and Disney did a lovely job with that that was really cool and there's lots of things that I want to share with her about it but mm. she would have to go and see it yes. because she wouldn't want to spoil it yeah. like you said um, I've been trying to put like we both really enjoyed it we both gave yeah. it four stars yes and we both thought about it and talked about it a lot mm. since I've been I've been trying to articulate in my head like what my criticism of it would be like what what the not so great is which I think is you know people are sort of feeling I think that and I don't mean this in any sort of dismissive way but I think that men and women are watching this movie very differently in the same way that white people and black people watch Black Panther completely differently like I know that I would have had feelings about this movie that you may not have, and that's fine, but I do feel that, you know, as much as people don't want to say it's a movie for women, it kind of is. Oh, yeah, no, like, I, didn't, I didn't feel that. that. That's not anything that I'm circling around with it. And, in fact, those sort of um, female empowerment moments, and I guess we'll talk about this more in the spoilers, mm. um, one in particular that could be thought to be a little bit on the nose, mm. uh, I was so on board with. Mm. Like, I absolutely loved. Mm. Um, and they're actually some of my favourite parts of the movie. Mm. No, for me, I think um, the opening is quite convoluted. Um, deliberately so because of the story. But mm. there's something about it which doesn't get you on side and into it as quickly as it could. Mm. I actually think the movie gets a lot better when she's on Earth. Mm. Um, and that beginning bit, is, uh, no pun intended, but maybe pun intended, a little bit alienating. Hmm. And certainly, if you think, we're, we're, we've seen all, I think it's 21 now, Marvel movies, of course, um, all of them multiple times, except for maybe Phil's Dark World, and we're on board with that. Like, we know how these things go, and hmm. we're, we know that it's all going to add up. But if you think about what if I took a relative or a friend who wasn't as into it, how would they, you know, would they be into it from the beginning? I don't know mm. if they would because it, it's, there's not a sort of hook early on. Whereas mm. if you look at um, Guardians brings in this new thing mm. and hooks you straight away with Chris Pratt's dance through the opening titles mm. and selecting that world. Or even though Ragnarok I find a bit spotty, that mm. um, immigrant song with him being chased by the dragon mm. and the slow-mo attacks and, and the, you know, it, mm. it doesn't have that opening. Mm. So there's something I wanted to say about it that was like, that it was a little bit soft or small. And it mm. sounds weird to say it's small when it's something that is genuinely cosmic. Mm. But at the same time, there aren't a lot of extras. There aren't a lot of extra people. The world is really contained to this, the key cast. Mm. I think there's a practical reason for that. I think that we know how much the Marvel has leaned in on the New York incident that appears in Avengers as being like this pivotal moment for the world. Mm. So you can't have Captain Marvel, a character that no one's referenced, have mm. a huge public moment where yep. the world knows who she is. Mm. Like it has to be pretty undercover. They have to do a story which is contained in mm. a way. But yeah, I think the film has a kind of... Um, smaller indie sensibility at times and it just the stakes never get 
massively high. It, so it's not going to be the like most emotional. It's not going to be the most intense. It's not going to be the funniest. It, it's sort of in the middle. Mm. Um, but that said, there, there's so many moments that I really mm. loved, and I really love her. Yeah, and I I would agree that it's not like I've seen people saying that oh it's like top five Marvel movies ever, and it's not mm. like it isn't. Um, I would say that it's objectively better than quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I spent most of the, you know, maybe first quarter to a third of the movie going, oh, this is pretty fun. This is fun on the lines of Ant-Man or something, something which yeah. is good but not challenging at all and didn't kind of get me super, you know, feelsy or anything, but I did really enjoy it. And then there's kind of a point where I know I personally kind of went, oh, okay, fuck, okay, I'm this is going in a direction that I'm really enjoying and I'm 100% on board now. Yeah, it definitely gets better as it goes along. Yeah. Yeah, it, it um, picks up momentum mm. and it, it sort of uh, snowballs and it does leave you feeling pretty good, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, I really, I mean, I've always liked Brie Larson and things from Scott Pilgrim to Room. Mm. Uh, I really, really enjoyed her in there. You know, she's, mm. she was in Trainwreck. She's been in lots of stuff mm. that I've really loved. Mm. Um, I think she's a fantastic edition uh, i really enjoyed her performance seeing people saying all this bullshit about oh she didn't smile and stuff she smiled she looks like she's enjoying it she's mm. and that's such a fuckhead thing oh she didn't smile yeah. she's not here to smile yeah. for you buddy yeah talk to hawkeye <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have a facial expression uh, <laughs> i'm not I, I see the bait i see the bait sitting in the water yeah. there and i'm just gonna let the not current gonna take it I'm just gonna let the current take that one away yeah, look, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to to say about it without referencing specific things. Like, I I enjoyed this movie. I felt pretty pumped after it. Um, I felt pumped the next morning. I've been, you know, again thinking about it and like chatting about it with people who have seen it. And I think the um, yeah, the reaction online has been as expected, which is unfortunate. I think really, it's still. Any comment section that you read, there'll be a bunch of dudes going, oh, it's ruined the MCU and, and it, you know, it sucks and she's not even that good and, and all that stuff. But, like, then you'll see, like, 100% of women online going, wow, I really enjoyed this yeah. and I, I would have loved to have had this around when I was a kid because then, I, I, you know, this is a superhero that I feel like I can, you know, get behind. Like, I mean, I like Black Widow, but there's no way I'm going to be interested in cosplaying in a fucking black cat suit and doing all that stuff. But Captain Marvel, that's way cooler. Yeah, and I loved her even, like, Nine Inch Nails t-shirt flat out. Yes. I mean, as a child, like a teenager in the 90s, I yeah. uh, really enjoyed the music yeah. and the, the look and the references yeah. there. It was yeah, really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, do have, I do have some extra things to say, but just in terms of that guy, toxic kind of guy... Mm or just guy crying about things on the internet, mm. whether it's this or Star Wars or anything. I, I feel like we spent so much time talking about it, and I mm. just really, ultimately, my comment to all that, it would just be, guys, there is nothing that, like, Disney or Captain Marvel or Star Wars or Ray or anyone can take away from you and your life that life hasn't already taken from mm -hmm. you. You know? Like, yes. it, it's not pop culture that's... Mm taking things away and stopping opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's fucking you and your life and the decisions you've made. So if you're feeling like, 
um, something is missing in your life and that uh, women or everyone are responsible. Like, really, have a fucking look at the decisions you've made, what you project into the world, um, the kind of interactions you've had with people in real life, all those things. But it's it's not fucking Disney movies that mm. are the cause of your problem. Mm. It's something else um, that not even uh, Disney's famous fairy godmothers or genies could uh, <laughs> fix for you, bud. <laughs> like, you're going to have yeah. to work through that. And um, hopefully there will be a point where you'll go back and you'll look online and go, well, why the fuck did I waste time doing shit like that? Yeah. Um, because it's not helping you fix the problem that you're having. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the people that celebrating the fact that pre-release it had a really low Rotten Tomato score because people who hadn't seen the movie were oh. like bombing it and then there was also some article on Twitter about how um, uh, you know th- that had happened and um, Ryan Johnson had retweeted it and just gone basically so that just basically means that it's certified fresh if these mm-hmm. people are saying that it's shit you know so it's just it's, yeah. just, it's so ridiculous that it's just I, I don't know I don't know why these people would do this and think that they're going to get taken seriously in any way it's, yeah. it's so dumb I, I've even on the Star Wars Instagram like they posted a picture a sort of flashback of um, mm. early Force Awakens yeah. art of Rey and BB-8 yeah. Comment straight away. Uh, you, you've ruined Star Wars. This is one of the worst. Uh, this yeah. is the beginning of the worst Star Wars movies ever, and yeah. it's got like a thousand odd likes. I mean, the picture itself has three hundred thousand or whatever likes. So, yeah. it, but um, you just think, what fucking compels you? Yeah. If it's not for you anymore, if you've grown out of it, and it, like move along. Yeah. And then maybe you know, and then try the Mandalorian or something when it comes out, and yeah. see if that's more your speed. And if it's not move along and then there'll be something else mm. around the corner and try but mm. to actively go out to keep complaining about everything mm. i just don't know how people have the fucking energy or time like, i don't know what's happening in their lives but like i said it's not disney's fault mm. uh that's um something very personal um other things i want to say uh, about captain marvel i think that uh, you brought up Batman and stuff yeah. and that's something to remember it is a single hero origin movie mm. and i think Marvel has actually broken the mould in a lot of ways in how we think and talk about superhero movies because in the past, and I've referenced this plenty of times, that idea of you you put too many heroes in, put too many villains in, you fucked it. Mm. And what I think is they've actually proven consistently now that less is more and the less you see a hero in a movie, like like in Infinity War or something Mm. where every hero has about 20 minutes or whatever you actually get the best stuff out mm. of them. Like, Paul Rudd is always fucking fantastic in something like Civil War or where he's just used in a small way, no pun intended, because mm-hmm. he, he shrinks, guys. But, um, you know, you're not as funny in the full movies. And Doctor Strange works so much better for me in mm. small doses. Yeah, than, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'm really excited to see now how she fits into everything in mm. the uh, next film. Like, what a just wonderful uh, addition hmm. um and the other thing i was going to say is that uh non-spoilery still a performances across the board are a lot of fun mendo's having a great time um suzanne was telling me about uh some behind the scenes stuff they were talking about how mendo oh, that he'd smoke on a hammock can he just chill out as the as yeah. his character smoking because like, he always sounds like he's got something in his mouth and it has to be like a dog-eared 
cigarette in there <laughs> yeah. in somewhere. Yeah. Um, but also that he was able to wear whatever shoes he wanted when his oh, feet yes. weren't in shot. Yes. So he was and wearing big glittery rain- high heels. Rainbow platforms. Yeah, because yeah. the only thing was they had to be the same height. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so well, yeah. rainbow platform sneakers. So yeah, not like he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Except in the Vulture review, they said he was Cockney. Oh, and I'm like, he's Australian, you fucking dickhead. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and Samuel L. Jackson Young was just beautiful as someone who mm. you know first saw Samuel L. Jackson um, and noticed him because I did see uh, the Lethal Weapon spoof that he was in before that, mm-hmm. but uh, in Pulp Fiction. Mm. To see Samuel L. Jackson looking like he was from that era, and he just felt, especially after seeing something like Glass, he just felt so fucking vibrant mm. and fun, and uh, it, was, it was just such a delight to see him back there, and mm. uh, first time I've um, really, really enjoyed Fury for a while. It was, it was yeah, good. I saw some people uh, kind of commenting, which I didn't, I didn't notice that much in the movie, because I wasn't paying that much attention, that obviously it's still... Samuel L. Jackson doing the, like, body stuff, and whenever, you know, Fury had to run, it was still old Sam Jackson Mm. running, but with, like, a, you know, 40-year-old face, and, uh... So the so the body movement didn't quite match the age mm. of the face, but yeah. uh, as I said, I didn't really notice that. I had more fun than the person that noticed that mm. while watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. So we gave it four stars. Uh, look, if you come this far with the MCU, uh, you've already seen it. So uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I just want to talk briefly about Leaving Neverland. This is the documentary about Michael Jackson. I hadn't realised that it, it is just about abuse. It's two yeah. kids, uh, not kids anymore. Yeah. Um, that are talking about the abuse. It's an HBO documentary. It's four hours presented mm. in two two-hour parts, mm. um, shown on Channel 10 here yep. um, on the weekend. Uh, I watched the whole thing. It's fucking harrowing. Like, it's really hard to watch. It's not an enjoyable watch. Mm. Um, it details sexual abuse of children quite explicitly, um, which is very confronting, but also... Uh, I think very valuable in this case because it stops it being an abstract... Um, one of the the guys is Australian. Mm. I, I think he. Mm. I do rem- like I re- after yeah. I saw because I watched about it was on TV on like Friday night or something. I watched about the first twenty minutes and I went, you know what, this is not what I need on my Friday yeah. night. So I watched the first twenty minutes and when they were talking about that kid, I was like, oh shit, I remember yeah, that kid. I do. Yeah, from back in the he was day. On all the shows. Yeah, and, and that's the sad thing. They show him on a lot of Australian shows, mm. and everyone's, oh, you know, you know, Michael Jackson. He gave you his hat. Oh, this is so mm. great. You're so lucky. What a lucky boy. And it's like he's fucking him. Mm. Um, it's rough. Yeah. There's been death threats against these people. Um, there's been uh, the documentary is apparently controversial because people are going, no, 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 there's no way. I cannot imagine that any of the people criticizing it or defending Michael have seen the documentary. I think mm. very early in the documentary, you 100% believe every word that's being said. And I feel like by the end of the four hours, because they really spend the time to make you understand why it's coming out now and not mm. before, a big part of which is um, they genuinely, they're not saying, like, that they have very complicated feelings about it because they did mm. genuinely love him and they essentially had, like, an adult relationship except they were seven. Yeah. But he treated it like an adult relationship mm. to the point of even um, having a mock marriage ceremony mm. with one of them and then going out and buying him jewellery and saying it was for a girl, but that they, he wanted to use the kid's fingers because they were a closer match. Mm. And this kid still has all the jewellery and stuff. But 
you know, the, the cynical thing with the Michael Jackson claims is, is people always saying, oh, they're just after money. Mm. But you've got these, the accusers or the victims, I want to say, the families of the victims, the spouses of the victims. Um, you know, so one of the families from Brisbane, you've got um, Grandma Joan from, from Brisbane, everybody on there. Uh, it's incredibly emotional, incredibly candid. There's no way these 40 people are all media savvy enough to put on this whole mm. pretend show. And, uh, and also for anyone who says, oh, well, he was found not guilty in the past. Uh, that was in part the testimony of some of these. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, they, they didn't want to dob on their friend. Oh, not even that. Like, you know, well, you're, you're 11. Yeah. You're going you're to, yes. And are you going to at 11 stand up in, you know, you're from Brisbane, Australia mm. in the um, 90s or whatever and, and stand up and say, yes, Michael Jackson had his tongue in my bum. Mm. Um, you're probably not going to. Mm. And, and for a lot of these guys, you know, it was when they had kids and the kids were getting to the same age that they were, mm. they became really, like, horrified. So, um... Mm. And I think I have seen people saying, well, what have they... What have they got to gain by this? And it's like, they just want to be believed. Like, yeah. this has been going on for how long? Like, forever. One and the, no one has ever been believed. One of them is suing. Yeah. Um, and they show footage of him being on talk shows and stuff, talking about it. And it's funny in one, because he's being grilled by Matt uh, Lauer, yeah. who's since been fired for sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's really rough. So I'm, I'm in, uh, full support of the people pulling the music and stuff like that for mm. the playlist. Um, Simpsons have pulled that episode. Mm. I work in a library. I took great pleasure in dumping a book that claimed he was a legend, um, mm-hmm. the other day. I got a, a, an email from, uh, Cotton on the clothing mm. saying, we've got, we've got these like, you know, t-shirts and stuff, these $10 t-shirts, and you scroll through, and there's, like, multiple Michael Jackson ones. And I'm like, oh, is this weekend the best weekend to be flogging your Michael Jackson t-shirts? Um, and if you're like, oh, no, but art artist, all that sort of stuff, and, you know, I, I like, I'm going to still listen to the music and all that and everything, that's fine. But whenever you hear yeah. those songs, just remember that that tongue has been up a little boy's bum. Mm, yeah. And I think that's... I mean, look, if people can still continue want to listen to Michael Jackson, then I'm not going to judge them because, obviously, you know, they have other personal memories attached to that music mm. and they shouldn't feel that they need to lose that because of a shitty thing the artist has done. You like, do add the memory of the tongue in the bum. Don't forget that. Because I'm a really big fan of Ryan Adams, the singer, and it's recently come out that he's kind of a fuckhead and has been a fuckhead for a very yeah. long time to a lot of women. But... I'm, I'm probably not going to support him going forward, but I have so many amazing memories mm. with that music and that time of my life, and I've flown into state to see him and had, you know, great times. I'm not going to let that, you know, sully mm. his past back catalogue for me, but I'm not going to, I guess, support him going forward. So, I, like, if people still want to listen to Michael Jackson, then cool, but, I mean, this this has been going around for a long time, so if you were still listening to it and aware that this was going on it's like the funny thing is they show some like really i assume they're like right-wing pundits towards Mm -hmm. the end sort of um defending him and having seen the depth that hbo goes into and all the emotion and all the realness Mm -hmm. to then hear just some loud person without any empathy or but he's a great singer he can't fiddle kitties and there's like a youtube guy with like a bad poster in the background going uh, like I hate you Jordy I want you to die and all this sort of uh, stuff and you're just like um, 
Yeah, but you're like, it, it is a total wrong side of history moment. Yeah. You just think yeah. like, man, you're putting a lot of faith in because because regardless, anyone who's defending him, whether it's mm. family or whatever, cannot account for the huge amount of time that he engineered to be alone with children. Mm. You know, in those situations, there were only Michael and the child. And mm-hmm. even quite early in relationships with families and stuff, he engineered it so that he would have, like, you know, he gets this kid alone for about five days in the first mm-hmm. week of knowing him and the family are in the Grand Canyon. So, mm-hmm. well, he's at Neverland with this child. Yeah. And, um, you know, his family like, are... that's weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, like, anyway, like, leaving your kid with somebody you don't know. And his family aren't in the room... And then, mm. and he actually, I mean, according to the victims, they they detail all these places where it happened, and all of them have things like there are bells that you'll hear if someone comes down this corridor, or there's three yeah. doors, or it's a room up above the theater, and it's got a view of the car park, and you mm. can see anybody driving up, mm-hmm. and he would run drills with them to get dressed in time and things mm. like that. So it's all really fucking gross, and I think yep. that guy sitting there going, "Oh, fucking hate you," you know, don't say this about Michael Jackson. Mm. How can you, how can you like put yourself out in public and f- be that sure about something? Yeah. That, and I think you know, like, that's four kids so far. And I'm really hoping Corey Feldman has just said that he no longer defends him. Yeah. And I really hope, especially with Macaulay Culkin now having a podcast and mm. being associated with video games and things and putting himself forward, I really fucking hope this pressures him because that that's a lot of the guilt of these um, victims. Mm. Is and look. I'm not saying they should feel guilty because they were like fucking seven or 11 or whatever Mm. when these testimonies were happening. But their guilt is that someone was saying what happened, they knew it was true, Mm. and they lied Mm. about it, and that enabled how many other kids to be abused, who knows. So, Mm. um, yeah, it's fucked up. I got really angry about the whole thing. It Mm. really hit me. I watched it over two nights. Um, Mm. And the thing with the people defending them, like defending him, like it's such a selfish thing because they're saying that really that they're saying if this guy's a pedophile then it means that I have to stop enjoying a thing that I like and it's like oh that's so sad for you what about those kids that are now you know mentally scarred for the rest of their life because he was a kitty fiddler the, the other thing is I mean there, there was a level of celebrity in the 80s and stuff which I just don't even think like exists mm. now like this sort of because accessibility yes is, yes. is so and also quantity mm. now. Um, but I also just feel really gross about all the companies that sort of went to bed with him, mm. um, figuratively in this case. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that he's doing Pepsi ads and he's got the um, show at Disney and all that sort of stuff, mm. you know, it, it makes me think more and more that I wonder if the celebrity endorsement for a product is something that's going to go by the wayside because it's becoming riskier and riskier Mm. every year like well they're just gonna not have men anymore well if we if we're gonna talk about like art and artist then i feel like let them be famous and let them stick to their art Mm. like let michael jackson be a singer and not Mm. a pepsi spokesman you know because it's and let's focus on that because you see it now with like it feels gross to walk through maya which is a department store here americans and see Posters of Johnny Depp advertising fragrance and thinking about Sauvage. him. Savage. Yeah, thinking about him savaging Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you go, like, you're really putting your faith that this yeah. person's going to be a good person all the time. And it's pretty crazy that they, even after all those allegations 
came out, they were still using his face to advertise advertise their product. They should have just gone, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Like, you do see, like, I know Chris Hemsworth advertised watches or something. Like, you know, you feel he's a pretty safe yeah. bet. Like, I don't think anything gross is going to come out with Chris Hemsworth, but you don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, hopefully we'll also see a change, mm. a shift in culture and behaviour anyway, but... Uh, who the fuck knows? Anyway, there you go. That was heavy. Mm. Let's, um... Did they... I, as I said, I only watched the first uh, 20 minutes. Did they talk anything about Bubbles the Chimp? Do you reckon he was doing weird shit with Bubbles the Chimp? No, I don't reckon he was doing weird shit with Bubbles the Chimp because I think he, he very much knew what he liked. I, mm. I think he was, he was having... I mean, I imagine from his perspective, as fucked up as this is, and I'm sure there's, like, childhood trauma for him as well, mm. which, which adds up to all this... I reckon from his perspective, and when I think about those documentaries where he's like, oh, they're ignorant, they're ignorant about people. I think he, from his perspective, he thought, I'm doing a lot of good things, a lot of charity things. I'm making mm. a lot of people happy. People love me. I genuinely love these people. I feel like I'm in a genuine relationship mm. with them. And the world just, it's just another thing that the world doesn't understand. Mm. And that he was empowered to, to get away with it. Mm. Um, but yeah. It's uh, no more, Michael. Mm. You're going to go in the dustbin of his story. Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. Uh, let's talk about our What to Watch Challenge uh, just quickly. Yeah. Uh, only one this week because we did a show last week. Uh, this is the end of our Black History Month. And we both watched the same film, which makes it easy to talk about. And we yes. haven't talked about it yet. No, we haven't. I only watched it last night because I, I watched it yesterday morning. forgot about I it. So <laughs> uh, Lionheart. Mm, so this is a Nigerian movie. And I think, honestly, yep. this is probably the first uh, like Nigerian movie I've ever seen. Yeah, and probably the too. first... Uh, the only real representation of Nigeria I've seen apart from John Boyega's Instagram stories. And a female director... Yes, well, the female director. Well, that's what the the prompt is. A, a it's a no black. And that was black Af- African, African director. director yeah. yeah, she is. Um, I actually uh, looked up some of her interviews this morning so I could work out how to pronounce her surname, but everyone pronounced it differently. So Genevieve uh, Naji, she is the director. She's the writer, producer, and the lead actress mm. in this film. And she's a busy lady from uh, from all accounts. And it's a, a Netflix film. It came out last year, actually. Which um, I wouldn't have guessed from watching it. It doesn't feel like a 2018 movie to me. Mm. Uh, it feels dated, but you could say the same thing about anything that came out of the Australian movie industry as well. Mm. There's always this feeling of... Uh, I watched, actually, not related to this, I watched that, remember that Merger movie that came out last year oh, about yeah, the yeah, Merger? Yeah. yeah, I watched that. And, um, like, it was fine, but it was 90s fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, um, I... For the most part, I liked it. I think I gave it two and a half out of And I gave it two, so n- neither of us are raving about this. Yeah, so. like, I'm not raving about it, but only because, like, it's a pretty straightforward film. And I like the way they do some things. And I, you know, two and a half is my exact... This was fine, and I have no issues with yeah. it either way. Like, if I go below two and a half, I start to say things are actively bad about this movie. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. I thought she was, like, quite um, charismatic. I quite enjoyed watching her, actually. Yeah, um, I did too. And uh, there was... I, I thought at first it's about um, a, a daughter of a, you know, a guy who runs this, this bus company and he becomes ill and she thinks, 
oh well obviously I'm gonna be I'm gonna step up to this this role um, and instead of being given to her it's given to uh, her uncle who is otherwise completely unqualified to to do this job and you're thinking oh it's gonna be a you know she's a woman so she's being kept down and her unqualified uncle is being given the job above her when really it's not quite like that her uncle is there to assist her to do the job and once you know once that became sort of obvious it was like oh oh, this is sort of meandering a little bit more than I expected um what I did like about it is I guess all the like modern culture stuff as I said like I've never seen a Nigerian movie before I'm not that familiar with the country so it was nice to see uh you know that world shown by Mm. someone who is from there that said and forgive any naivety or ignorance from me here i'm I'm trying to arrange my thoughts about this film seeing this nigerian film um and i think that's what the challenge is there for anyway Mm. is is to sort of expand that and get you thinking about different areas and different cultures Mm. and things because you think all right what's going to be interesting about this is seeing something a, a lot more authentic than when we see countries filtered through other countries Mm. like to see an american film about nigeria or Mm. with nigerians in it or to see um you know and it's certainly the same for us in australia to see an australian film versus australians appearing in an american Mm. movie are very Mm -hmm. different so i I think the the sort of stereotype cliche for that african thing that you would normally think from seeing things from lion king to whatever is that there's this sense of um nobility and wisdom and talking Mm. in proverbs and all that sort of stuff and this um really strong strong sense of values Mm. um and uh, respect and respect for elders and passing on of Mm. um information and wisdom and that was something that kind of hung me up a little bit in black panther to be honest because there was a lot more of that than i was expecting Mm. And I, I, I thought, like, it was a little bit forced. But then seeing this, th- those are all aspects which mm. are in this Nigerian film. Like, mm. every time a character has a problem, even, like, a business problem, and they talk to someone older about it, the person responds in a proverb. Mm. And part of the time, I'm like, that's not going to pay that bill, mm. pal. Yeah. Um, so th- there's a lot of that. I, I think why I ended up going to two stars is that the um the family dynamic and the characters like you said I, I think are very charismatic and that's all fine but um there's some v- constant dry business stuff in here like you could run a bus company and do mm. a merger and right <laughs> after you know there's a lot of filling out forms and talking about uh business and mm. having meetings and like <laughs> it, it almost is a business manual at times mm half business manual, half uh, family drama. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, you really keep uh, getting stuck into this uh, business stuff. Mm. Uh, but now I, I can go and run a bus company. You could run a bus company Because I've seen now. all the forms. Yeah, yeah, we've seen all the forms. Yeah. So we watch them get uh, filled out. In real time. In triple Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, no, overall. Yeah, I guess I, I was... I didn't want to judge it, obviously, too harshly because I don't, you know... I don't really understand the Nigerian film industry. This uh, interview that I saw with her, it, it, she was sort of saying that she was involved, you know, whether it, uh, what capacity she was involved in, but she's on, like, two movie sets a month, yeah. every month for, you know, a huge amount of time. So maybe the industry kind of just churns out these sort of slice-of-life slice of things 
constantly. Um, well, we just, we can't speculate as yeah, to how, exactly. how indicative this one film is of um, an entire yeah, absolutely. So that's what industry. I'm not judging it too. But um, I, I went back to like how entertained was I? Yeah, and and I was like, I'm glad I saw it because it was. Oh, I like the what to watch challenge in terms of yeah. expanding the horizons and um, mm. trying new things and seeing new perspectives, mm. but. Uh, no, I, 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 I didn't really engage me. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed her. I was on my... I admit I was flicking through my phone for most of it, but then that was tricky because there are a lot of subtitles in this movie, but yeah. even when they are speaking English, they're speaking so quickly that, like, I feel like I need to be watching it to be really paying attention. So I think I lost a few bits in, in translation yeah, I there. Yeah, did as yeah. well. Uh, and then next month, uh, March, is Silent Film. Films. Mm. So uh, starting off with the Japanese director whose name I don't have here, but um, sort of films from the 30s, I think. Mm. And uh, we'll be doing that, and God knows what to expect there. So uh, catch uh, catch up on that next time. Mm. It's not what I was trying to say, but that'll do. We're going to go into our spoilery Captain Marvel talk. So if you haven't seen Captain Marvel and don't want to be spoiled, and if you haven't seen it and are going to see it, then don't be spoiled. Don't be lazy and go, I'll just leave this running. I don't care about spoilers. No, like, go see it fresh. Um, But if you have seen it and want to continue the discussion, then we're about to do that in a tick. Otherwise, uh, thanks so much for listening. You can find out everything we're doing at fruitlesspursuits.com. Links to our Facebook discussion page, to our Patreon uh, to my other podcast, Dungeons and Drongos, which is a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we just love to hear from you and uh, tell us about Dracula or Jesus and uh, be sure to tag in Zach because he was the one that st- started <laughs> was, the whole thing. What was thing. Zach's opinion? Uh, I think Dracula as well. I think there were a lot of Draculas, but really? I, 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 I wasn't, no one compelled me that Dracula could beat Jesus. Uh, I think my arguments were amazing. So yeah. Thanks, everyone. And uh, Captain Marvel spoilers begin now. All right, so what is this section? And we just like, I really like the bit where... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked, like, I knew I liked this film in that very first opening scene where she and Jude Law were, like, fighting, and it was, like, good. And I liked when they were fighting. Because, really, it's like any... It's like, like Green any, Lantern. As like any Black Widow, Hawkeye sparring fic on Archive of Our Own, that's what that opening scene was like. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Let's just have people like kind of like kicking each other and yeah. Yeah, yeah Drew so Law the- played his hand too early though, didn't he? With the, it was the contacts for me. <sighs> yeah, I think it was just that. I mean, Captain Marvel was the type of movie where you do think that the white authoritarian male person is probably going to be the bad guy. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, I mean, he was, like, I was still super into him because even though he was a bad guy because, you know, Yumbledore returns. But, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed him. Uh, He was not in it as much as I was expecting, but then there's probably actually not a lot of people in that movie that it was in it quite as much oh, yeah, as I was Gemma expecting. Chan. Yeah, she wasn't in it heaps. Um, she looked cool, though. Oh, yeah, she looked but, great, especially when she had, like, the mask thing yeah, on. Yeah, but um, that, that's all she was kind of there for was to look cool. Poor Lee Pace. Yeah, they like, expected more Ronan. Yeah. And then when they... And then they kind of deluded him as well. I guess I didn't really know that the accusers were a group. Hmm. 
But then you see more accusers, mm. and it's like, oh, we've got accusers coming out of our yeah, bum bums. Because I thought Ronan the Accuser was like his full title, like yeah. that was it, and it was just like, oh no, he's just one of many accusers. Yeah, a lot of accusations. Well, they just standing around accusing. Around there. Yeah, yeah. douchebags. Hey, 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 hey! Did you drink all my milk? No. No. Why, why have you got white all around your mouth? Hey, what, Completely look, different reasons. What are you accusing me of, buddy? Yeah. 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 I think it's, that's a tense group of people. Yeah. Yeah, but for real, I, I expected him to be in this movie way more than he was. And you only really kind of saw him clearly a couple of times. And it was right at the end. What did you think of... Um, I was a bit... Yeah, with the Stan Lee opening. I thought it was lame, but I was really glad to get it out of the way. Yeah. The, the tribute at yeah, the beginning. Yeah, look, I, I think I'm on record as saying that I find all the Stanley involvement in these movies pretty cringe. I do like the cameo, though. Just because, I mean, look, ego boost for Kevin Smith, but, mm. um, you know, timeline-wise, the mm. idea of... And isn't that, like, the first time Stanley pretty much definitively plays Stanley? Yeah. Because that's yeah, him so. as yeah. Stanley yeah. rehearsing the Mallrat script. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of um, a cute little reference. Mm. But again, they got out of the, you know, it was out of the way relatively early and then we just got to... Oh. I did wonder about, because normally, you know, the characters don't acknowledge him, but she gave him an appreciative smile, like, yeah. thanks for everything, Stan. Yeah. And I was like... Did they know? Yeah, like, I was just saying, it gave me that moment of, <laughs> hang on, that looks like the sort of thing you do when someone's died, but yeah. he wasn't dead then unless it was a, no. like a weekend of Bernie's. Well, I mean, scenario. the movies prove they're pretty good at putting other faces on other bodies, so. Oh, fuck, wouldn't you like to see a MCU slash weekend of Bernie's um, spin off movie, which is about. Uh, a new Marvel being movie, movie being made, and mm. they need to do the Stan cameo, but Stan's just Aww. died. Okay. So um, the producers don't want to let on that Stan's dead. Mm-hmm. So they weekend at Bernie's his cameo, mm-hmm. um, and Deadpool's in it, just in case anyone's oh, okay. like, oh, All right, I'm not yeah. on board with it. Now that yeah. you're on board. Yeah, so, of course, of yeah. course, yeah. Oh, that's the secret, isn't it, to getting people on board with things. Deadpool would be the one. Um, Deadpool accidentally killed yeah. him and then has to make people think that yeah. um, that he's not dead. Because, you know, in any other circumstance, that would be deeply insensitive and horrible. But if Deadpool's doing it, it's fine. No, it's, it's reverent and funny yeah. and in, in, your, in your face. Yeah. Look, Fuck you if you don't like it. Fuck you. You square. Buddy, it's yeah. Deadpool here. He's kicking ass. This is ass. It's... Um, we're not talking about Captain Marvel anymore. We should go back to that. Uh, <laughs> so the cat obviously stole the show. I knew yeah. it was coming because I knew that the cat was an alien. Um, and yeah. I kind of I assumed there had to be more to the cat. Like yeah. I didn't think it could just be a cat. And the fact that they kept referencing that it was some other thing, I was like, oh, okay, something's going to happen eventually. Um, and then when it did, it was still was kind of surprising enough that it was it was fun. In the comics, the cat is called Chewie uh, after Han's co-pilot. Mm-hmm. But in the films, it's called Goose after Maverick's, Maverick's co-pilot. co-pilot in Top yeah. Gun. Yep. So that's a bit interesting. They didn't want to dip into their Star Wars, even though they own all that shit. I think that is... Like, the only reason not to call it Chewie when you own Chewie is that you are going to merchandise the fuck out of both this cat and Chewie, mm. and you don't want to confuse yeah. the two. And I think, from what I've 
read that the um, the US Air Force had quite a lot of involvement in mm. this film, and perhaps you know that was another that was a nod to them. And the uh, cat, uh, I was reading this thing about the cat, and um, it lays eggs, lots of eggs and kittens with fangs and stuff in the comics. So I right. thought that was going to be the very last after mm. after credit sequence was that you would reveal that the cat had laid all these eggs mm. or a little kitten burst out and it was like, you enjoyed one flurkin, <laughs> how are you going to enjoy ten baby flurkins? Mm. Uh, but no, they didn't do that. But they did do the cat. Yes, and uh, it was a pretty good... It was nicely animated or put together, wasn't yeah, it? Because it felt very real. I think a lot of people felt that was a very relatable uh, moment of the cat hawking up the Tesseract. At it, the it's... End. It, a fun bit of visual comedy because yeah. you instantly go, oh, you know, it's all one shot. And yeah. you go, they are really going to show this cat go through the process yeah. of hocking yeah. something and up, like which you, is you, never pleasant. You know exactly what's going to happen, but yet you are still enjoying watching yeah. it play out. Um, I know that people that I've spoken to about the film who have seen it, there is a lot of confusion about the Tesseract mm. timeline. Yeah, there's a... There's kind of a gap in the middle there because I do. I we were talking about on the way back that we weren't sure who grabbed it from the bottom of the ocean, but I think they do show that it is Howard Stark. Yeah, it is. There was yeah. a wiki entry that says that we looked at, which hadn't been updated for Captain Marvel, mm. which said that um, this was me and the students at school mm-hmm. um, that it was picked up by Howard Stark and then yeah. remained in Shield custody ever since. Yeah, I said. I mean, my feeling is that. They, they obviously know that that's confusing. Mm. They have a reason, and I'm sure it'll come out at some point. Yeah, I think some people have sort of been suggesting that perhaps uh, because if she was, you know, Air Force, which is a military organisation, that perhaps she was in some way linked with S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and S.H.I.E.L.D. had this thing that they didn't really know what it did or what to do with and that she... Fucked was, Howard Stark. Probably. Um, and was... That's, like, then solved. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, it was... It had to have been gifted to her voluntarily because there's no way S.H.I.E.L.D. would have lost it and then gone, oh, well, we don't care about finding it again. Hmm. So it has to have been given to her voluntarily at some point. I, um, I really dug the music. Hmm. Uh, Elastica connection. I like the come as you are. And the bit I was saying before that's, like, a bit on the nose is her, when she fully powers up and she um, does that big fight sequence with just the girl. Mm. Like, on, on paper, it sounds cringe, but in front of your eyeballs, it's pretty good. And I know that there will be um, horrible men going, oh, God, you know. Of course it's that song. But, but I fucking loved it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a joyous sequence and there's just... Dudes flying everywhere and kicking yeah. and shooting and uh, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah, uh, and my it was one of my favorite bits. Yeah, I think my favorite bit of the whole movie, in a movie full of bits that I really genuinely enjoyed, is when Jude Law knows that he's lost. He's lost. I can't remember his character's name, but I don't give a shit. Jude Law has lost, and he's sort of in that desperate kind of moment where he's like, you know, forget you, like don't use your powers, just come here and. And fight me without your powers, and let's let's see who the better, you know, prove yourself to me. And she just 
butzes him across the fucking desert and just goes, I don't need to prove myself yeah. to you. And I'm like, yes! Yeah. You butz him even further, Brie Larson. Yeah, because he's, I loved uh, it. he's doing a, an obvious manipulation. Mm. Trying to... And, yeah, she's not going to do it. Yeah, she, doesn't, she like... doesn't need to... She does not need to go down to his level because she is, like, a 15 and he is a 6. And a lot of, like, um, men, not myself, have had boners about the Captain America, I could do this all day, standing up to the bullies yeah. thing. Uh, but her montage of hers at all different ages and stages yeah. in her life, standing up, like yeah. getting back up again to to do it again. Mm. Um, again, something you could be cynical about, but I, I just fucking loved it. I mm. thought it was so cool, and um, I was it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, I'm on board for this because mm. I needed that kind of um, gut punch. Mm. Two things I'm gonna pick on this. Mm-hmm. These aren't going to keep me up at night, but this is just uh, a, a fun sort of play with. Mm-hmm. Douche move blowing up the jukebox. Yes. Like, this is a place which you have vague memories of hanging out with your friends, dancing to that jukebox, yeah. and then yeah. you just blow it up. Just on a whim. On a whim. Just, like, for no reason. For a quip. Yeah. And then just leave it. Like, I'm sure insurance probably would pay for it, but also it's probably a jukebox from, like, the 60s that the guys had passed down through his family, and, yeah. It's funny, because it was in a trailer, and I thought, oh, that's a douche move, and then I thought, I bet in the movie... Maybe it's a scroll. I I thought, (laughs) I bet in the movie they throw some money down on the counter or something, it's going to be more than enough to cover it, because that's always how you get out of a douche move. Mm. I've seen that in a a lot of things, where Mm. someone does something douchey, they blow it up, and the... Bar guy where it was like, what? And then they put down money and, and, and the guy's eyes light up like, money talks in America, my friend. Mm. You can kick the shit out of anything you want as long as there's like mm. at least 20 bucks profit in it for me. Mm. Uh, but no. No, they didn't give sweet. a shit about that. Yeah. Other thing is, uh, they were calling her Veers. Yes. Yeah. That's not how letters work. No, it's not. She was a verse. Mm. Uh, Veers has two E's. Yes. I don't know how you would see V-E-R-S and get V's out of it. unless Maybe they just pronounce things differently on... Well, they didn't pronounce anything else differently. No. But I hate that shit when it's like... you got to it's, know... it's meant to be like a big reveal moment. This is why they call her V's. And it's like, but that's his verse though. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that all the time. Uh, particularly, I'm going to c- come in on you, America. Um, we're not understanding how double vowels or double consonants... Mm. work. All the Americans like the call the Star Wars uh, creature that comes out of the water, the Adaya Noga. Mm. Dianoga. Yeah. yeah. And Noga would be two Gs. It's a Dianoga. In the same way that you hear, um, I think it's regional, but they say Sega. Oh, yeah. And even when you turn on a fucking machine, it goes, Sega! Mm. So, you know, it's telling you. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. She would be verse, which sounds dumb, which is, I guess, why they didn't do it. But uh, look, either commit to this fucking thing or not. Yeah. The only... The, if I had to pick on two things, it would be... Youngified Coulson looked a bit like a mannequin. Looked a bit pretty. But I liked... I did look... I, it was good to see Coulson lo- again, though. Yeah. I, look, I love Coulson and I'm pro-Coulson, but I think that the... Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit... It, was, it wasn't as nicely done as the Samuel L. Jackson... Um, but, you know, if you're going to spend time on one over the other, spend more time on the same objects. I don't know. Maybe it's skin tone. Maybe. Um, I found that a lot of the fight sequences, particularly that first one and even some of the later ones, um, I found them to be quite dark and murky. And, uh, and The first one's muddy. <laughs> the first one feels like 
almost Netflix, Star yeah. trek yeah. kind of thing. It, it, it doesn't feel like a big movie, considering yeah. it's a space scene with aliens and lasers and stuff. And I was expecting, given the, you know, the colour schemes, schemes of all the posters and how everything's so bright and vibrant to kind of open up with this fight scene that's really foggy and murky and quite muted i was like oh this isn't quite where i was expecting but maybe this is just how they're starting off but even even later fight scenes just weren't weren't as kind of bright and fun as i was expecting again it's contained Mm. like even you go well okay she's on a spaceship and she's fighting and she's beating up all these aliens it's still this really confined gray studio Mm. set and then we're on a empty desert set Mm. like it 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 doesn't have that sense of scale Mm. ever and again, I, I do think that's probably in part of she can't have a big public display of yeah, 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 yeah. of yeah. power. Um, other things I did like about it, and that I think it improved on on other movies. Like it had a better the Earth sequence, much better than Thor. Yeah, because it felt like I thought of Thor. It felt like it was going the Thor route yeah. at first, like it with the Asgard bit, and then yeah. you go out into the world into yeah. a small town. But it's much more successful than Thor. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that Mendo's villain was definitely at risk of going down the Eccleston villain in Dark World route. And then it just took a complete left turn mm. and was so much better. And I was like, okay, thank you. I feel like that's atoned for that previous thing. Um, I loved that there was no like love interest. I think this has got to be probably the first Marvel movie with no love interest. Hmm. Yeah. And mm. I like that. That's nice. It's mm. good. Yeah. Well, she's got, you know, she's got shit to do. She doesn't have time. Yeah. Yes. 100%. So, I th- yeah, I think it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, obviously you could, um, you know, argue that perhaps her friend and she was in, you know, had been in some kind of relationship, but Disney's never going to come out and overtly say that. So, you know. You know, you know that um, we don't know a lot about their next phase plans and we won't until after Endgame. You know they're making mm. an Eternals movie? Mm. And um, they've, the only thing they've said about the casting for that is that they want an openly gay yeah, actor cool. to lead it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's cool. You know, different times. Yes, yes, very good. Um, and I, at our screening, there was no issues, but I did see someone tweet or um, just comment on a thread that at their screening, at the end when um, Nick Fury's doing his Avengers initiative, and it turns out that the name Avenger comes from Carol Danvers. Mm that uh, there were some men in the audience that loudly voiced their um, displeasure with that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. How gross. People are gross. Newsflash. No, I can't even fathom. Like, and, and the thing like, is... Like, I thought I thought it was, like, a tiny bit naff, but cute and fun, and I liked it. And I, I, I can't even imagine just going... Bleh. I can't imagine <laughs> what, what would get me to have that, like public reaction because it's performative as well mm. it, it's sort of wanting to show the mm. as an audience i don't give a fuck what the next person mm. thinks i think i've i can't even say that i've done it i think there was a point in one of the hobbit movies where i just sighed really loudly but it was more that i did it a bit louder than i expected it was yeah. like uh, toriel stuff fucking toriel um but yeah like i yeah i mean look i there's no point circling this drain of people are bad and men are reacting badly to Captain Marvel, but 
you know, I just, I, I hope there's going to be a day when this is not a problem, but I think that's a very long yeah. way away. No, the, these performative displays in the theatre, again, not going to make your life better. Mm. Not going to solve the problems that you need to address. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so sad, really. <laughs> Like that's that's lame. Yeah. Um, that's I love that. Lamer than the 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 thing. Going back to uh, the good things about the film, I loved that Mendo had a hundred percent Australian accent all the way through. I loved that. Not Cockney. Not Cockney. Um, and like, surely they would have said, "Can you not do that?" And he would have just gone, "Nah." Ah, oh, fuck off, man. I'm a fucking scroll, eh? Yeah. Hey, I'm a scroll. Yeah. Like, like, fucking like, check me out. I'm all green and shit, eh? No, none of the rest of his family or the rest of his people had any accent that was even slightly like that. Yeah. But it was just like, you know what? Fuck you. Uh, I'm no. an individual. I'm a fucking scroll. And basically all he wanted was bus fare. Yeah. I just need some money for the... I just need a ride home, eh? That's all. Yeah. I just want a place to live. doesn't have to be fucking fancy or nothing. Just me and me mates. Just, just wanna... me and my green... My little green uh, fucking... Just want a trip. Kid over here. I started... I think my, my brain started going to overdrive a little bit later on in the movie. And I was like, God, what if, like, Nick Fury actually dies in this movie and gets replaced gets replaced by a scroll by a scroll yeah that's the thing once you introduce scrolls in they become a and the comics know this become a very convenient retcon Mm. Uh, oh yeah that was just a scroll yeah but they've um and i'm sure there would obviously be technology that could uh, could get around this but this movie shows that they still keep their original voice even when becoming another person, mm. so that would that's a bit trickier. Um, but again, surely they would have the technology to to have some voice changing kind of stuff. So, so I don't know. But yeah, I thought I thought that perhaps Nick Fury was going to die and um, was going to get replaced, and then that didn't happen. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I was I was really hoping the cat was going to take his eye, but mm. I actually thought that because I knew the cat was an alien, um, I thought that the reveal was going to take his eye. Oh, okay. Like, I thought yeah. he would, there was going to be a point where he's, like, on the plane or something, and he's like, hey, look at that kitty kitty, and it was going to, like, a tentacle was going to whip yeah. out and take out his eye, but, yeah. um, you know, they chose to do the reveal in the big fight, which worked out well. It, it yeah. got them out of a mess, and then to have him just scratch the eye, and it was cool and it because... Was, it was kind of a hilariously low-key. Like, people were expecting, like, in, was it, a Hot Tub Time Machine, where you're spending the whole movie waiting for the guy's arm to get chopped off. And for it just to kind of be like, oh, the cat scratched his eye. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. I respect that. I wanted that. When I watched Free Solo, I kind of wanted that. Have you ever seen um, Four Rooms? We, the, mm, no, I don't think so. It's Rodriguez and Tarantino. Each one does a different story. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Set in a hotel no. with Tim Roth, the bellhop. I'm going to spoil Four Rooms for mm-hmm. people. But the Tarantino story is um, Tim Roth comes into this hotel room and Bruce Willis is there. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I'll keep it brief because I'll get the details wrong. But basically, one of them bets the other over a huge 20-minute, 30-minute conversation Mm. that he says his Zippo light is really reliable and he can do it 20 times in a row. Yeah. Um, And that's the bet. And he bets his car, which is this fancy car. The other mm-hmm. guy's got very little collateral, so he bets his finger. Mm-hmm. So the bellhop is made to hold the knife over the finger because none of them... He's like, you know, I like you too much. If it came down to it, I'm not going to chop your finger off. So mm-hmm. we need someone else to do it. Mm. Build, 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 build. 30 minutes of build. And then um, 
he picks up the lighter and goes, first one doesn't work, finger gets chopped <laughs> off and the credits roll. And <laughs> I, cool. I kind of wanted that yeah. for free solo. Oh, okay. Like just build, yeah, right. build, 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 and then him to get <laughs> like fifteen just, meters just, up the just up the wipe out and his wife out and die in the credits roll. Uh, yeah, I wanted that guy to die. Um, yes, Captain Marvel. It good. I thought it was marvelous. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah. it was it was fun. Um, and and I think we've probably oh, except of course we haven't talked about the tie into Endgame. Oh, yes. The first uh, credits scene, which uh, was so nice to suddenly be looking at Steve and then to get yeah. Black Widow and then to get uh, Bruce mm. Banner and then to go, you know, you've been thinking, oh gosh, now we've got to wait to see how these two, you know, how is Captain Marvel going to come into this? And then she just walks into the shot. There she is. And you're like, yeah. I'm sure, like, remember there was that scene with them, I can't remember what movie it was, but the after credit scene was um, done with Bucky in that warehouse and he was wearing yeah. a cap. And then that turned out to be a scene that was mm-hmm. embedded within the movie and it was yeah. expanded upon. I, yeah. I'm sure that's what this is going to be. It would have to be. Like, We're not going to go into Endgame going, well, they've already met because you saw the sequence and now yeah. we pick up from where that is. I, I think um, it was a more like a, a tease. A tease of a scene that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And there may well be more to it when we see it in mm. context. But, um, God, like, I'd, I'd just been enjoying Brie Larson through the whole film. And then I was looking at Black Widow and then they were looking at each other. And uh, I was like, I'm I'm all ready for this. Mm. Yeah. It's only been a year, but it feels like it's been a long time since I've seen Steve Rogers, and I had a reaction. I had an internal reaction to that that I was not expecting, and I'm not really into beardy Steve Rogers. Yeah. But I was, like, super into that, like, 30 seconds of Steve Rogers that was there. So that was, like, really nice. After spending an entire movie just, like, being, oh, God, Jude Lord, then suddenly have, oh, God, Chris Evans, and then it was just, like, all good. Like, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, man. Yes. Yeah. Do you know that's a pun? Oh shit! I only just realised. <laughs> Saul Goodman. <laughs> there are so many people that don't, didn't know. Um, <laughs> like there was, oh, fuck, there was something the other day. Oh, someone had tweeted. This is not related to Captain Marvel at all. Someone tweeted the other day. The like, cat's an alien. Now it is. That did you like? Going, oh wow! I can't believe that um, there was a movie where the villain was it was a kids movie where the villain was called Lord um, Fuckwad, and people are like. Oh, fuck, Shrek. Fuck what, yeah. And people are going, oh, my God, I never really... I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's so dumb. And there's so many, like, dick jokes and shit in Shrek, and it's like, okay. Shrek, am I right? He was the Deadpool of Fairytale Town. He was. Like an onion. Mm -hmm. So many layers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think think that's... I think we're done. I think we're done. Stick a fork in it, we're done. Yeah. Uh, You gotta say a thing. Oh, we're like, done, done. Oh, you don't have to do all this stuff. No, I did it before. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, all right. Tinkety-tonk then, dickheads. (laughs)